We've all got grandmas, and they've all got stories. I'm Chloe Hung, and this is Stories from My Grandma. Join me each week as I sit down with a different grandchild to talk about their unique grandma. from my grandma and today with me I have Aditya. Hi Aditya. Hi um, as Chloe mentioned my name is Aditya. I am from Bombay. I am a screenwriter and an actor and I'm studying with Chloe at uh, NYU. We're doing the dramatic writing program and we're currently in our second year. Yeah we are. All right so you're going to talk about your Maternal grandmother. Yes, I am. Uh, my maternal grandmother's name is um, Rudula Sampath. Um, I call her Nani, which is a, a common a, a common sort of uh, name to sort of um, well call your grandmother. Um, is it in in this is in Gujarati and it can be in Hindi as well. Both of which are languages from India. Uh, Gujarati being the regional language of the place that I come from. Although we, I live in Bombay and I was born in Bombay and my grandmother was born in Bombay as well. So yes, that's cool. my grandmother. That's your grandmother. Can you tell us a bit about her? What's she like? Yes, I can. Uh, she is actually, I mean, well, this is obviously the most subjective opinion you'll find, but I think she's one of the sweetest women, women, women ever. Uh, she is a cancer pathologist. So she's really intelligent too. She, I won't say she's a workaholic, but she loves working and she loves the idea of working. So she refuses to retire. She is now, I think, 84 years old and uh, she still continues to work. Uh, she does so more in now, um, in, in more a charitable way where she works with um, underprivileged people in that uh, she, <clears throat> well, I say offer her, offers her services, but I don't know if a doctor exactly offers their services. But um, yeah, so she, she does so without um, <clears throat> charging a fee. And she still does a lot of research work. When I ask her about why she doesn't retire, she just says that if she retires, then she'll die within a year. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> She's just like, you know, I'm, I'm, if, I, if I don't have something to wake up to and go to work every day, I'm just going to have nothing to do. And I think I'll, I mean, the sentiment is that she thinks she'll wither away and die, but that's probably me just being a bit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Sounds like a really... Uh... I don't know, interesting she, lady. She is, uh, what, what I find most interesting about her is she can be the most accommodating person. And yet, as you as you can see, as I mentioned, she knows exactly what she wants and she knows exactly what she requires to sort of function in the way that she wants to function, which I find very interesting. She's found a really good balance. I mean, she had this wonderful long marriage to, to a husband who's my grandfather, who I happen to be very close to. And uh, both of them, I mean, of course, as uh, as every relationship that goes back so long does, they had their ups and downs. But um, and, and my grandfather was, although, again, a wonderful man, he wasn't the easiest man to live with. But yet um, she she kind of found a way to to sort of um, live with him in a wonderful manner. And they still have they happen to be best friends from the get go. And they were they've in fact, even earlier when. It wasn't the norm as much in Bombay or in India. They lived to, they lived um, alone, the both of them, not with their families. Well, my grandfather's family it was anyways 
um his his mother had died uh, early and his father too died before he turned 15 so it wasn't like they could live with uh, his parents <laughs> but um at any rate they 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 lived uh, on their own and they um sort of started from scratch because my grandmother actually her father was a, a very rich man uh, he at a time when most people didn't even have a car he had like three or four cars and like uh, cars of like a f- foreign make and really expensive ones and he had his membership at the nearby cricket stadium where he used to put on his tie on a sunday with his cucumber sandwiches or whatever <laughs> in the most anglicized fashion uh, he he would go to watch the games and and they had a summer home in um what is a hill station near bombay called mahableshwar uh, so they had all of that but um uh, <laughs> it's funny it's a very bombay thing it's not a very bombay thing i'm just saying that but <laughs> his her, her father actually happened to put in a lot of money into a film and i think he got screwed over basically and uh, they lost most of their cash then he tried to restart and um, he started up a business with my, which my grandmother grandfather helped him with but it was even that kind of that business sort of um, dissipated almost uh, but uh, so it was basically the both of them kind of um, finding their own way through 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 life and um, it was actually it was it was quite an adventure from what i hear so can we go back to your grandmother's childhood yes we can so um <laughs> as as i mentioned she had a very comfortable upbringing yes. her father was definitely like i mean in terms of like bringing home the bacon sort of well they didn't have bacon because they were vegetarians but <laughs> <laughs> in terms of bringing home the bacon he was definitely the one who did that but at home the mother was the boss Mm-hmm. except when it came to one thing which was the both yeah i mean they were they were they, uh, her father had two daughters so she had a sister both of them had to be home and both of them were free spirited and really like enjoyed going out and eating at other eating at uh, restaurants and just like you know spending the day at the beach and going for films but there was this rule where they had to be home they could they could go and enjoy themselves obviously within reasonable limits that may have been set between them themselves and um their fa- their father but um they had to be home before 7 o'clock so it was that was the rule so it was like they her her, uh, her father used to be sitting on the on his seat in the <laughs> living room because he used to be back from work and if they weren't home before the clock strikes struck 7 i know that would be um major retribution i don't know what exactly it was though <laughs> uh yeah but I, I, apart from that i mean i think she shared a really close relationship with her sister who actually she happens to be very close to even today and um her first cousin all three of them they were very much like friends uh, even the way they sort of functioned was similar in that they really enjoyed life and like i mentioned they they enjoyed doing a lot of sort of a lot of things where they just like spend time together and and sort of enjoy themselves but uh, when it came to studies she all she all of them used to get at it like you know one day before the exam and and that sort of stuff but she was the one who always came first and she was always good with her studies and that kind of got her <laughs> got the others a bit uh, jealous and pissed off about the fact that you know she, wasn't she having a great time with us and then suddenly she goes and comes first and then we're <laughs> stuck at the back but yeah uh, so that's i think that's 
as much as I know about my grandmother's childhood, to be honest with you. Wow, she's a really smart lady. She is very intelligent, yes. So can you talk about her path to becoming a cancer pathologist? I can, actually. Um, I mean, a little bit. I can tell you an anecdote about how oh, she is, like I mentioned, she is, she is intelligent. She is, I won't say headstrong, but she, like I said, she knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. But she is also a very nervous, <laughs> nervous woman. So it was like before her exams, by then uh, she was already married to my uh, grandfather. Before her exams sort of to become i think it was the mbbs examinations i think that's what i think they call the same thing in uh, they call something else okay. anyway so the the kind of exam that you do before you become a doctor uh she was like the mcat possibly okay i don't know <laughs> but she was so nervous about the exam she was so afraid about sort of going there and not doing a good job while she was on her way to the the university she found she found herself and she she went down the stairs and as she was walking and she was about to cross the road, she realized that she was trembling too much and she could not cross the road. So she she went up, she got my grandfather along and he held her hand and they walked to the university because she couldn't get there alone because she couldn't cross the road. Uh, she gets there, um, apparently she aced her exam, she came third all over Bombay or something like that. Wow. Something freakish, yeah, unimaginable <laughs> to be honest. But uh, yeah, so she, she did that and... Then she became a doctor. And yeah. then I don't know how exactly she went further into the field of cancer pathology, but or how she became a so pathologist. But For a woman back then, um, to become a doctor, would that be uncommon or...? Um, Less common than it is now. Right. Um, again, this is pure speculation, but I, I would think that if a woman had to pick a profession... I think medicine would be more common than, say, becoming a lawyer or an engineer or, you know, those staple professions. But I do think it was very uncommon. And what was more uncommon was the fact that my grandfather, he started another business and um, that went pretty well up to a point. Then he decided to pull out, um, sort of sell his uh, share and he made some investments, some good investments, enough to sort of run the house. So he retired really early. So effectively for the last, say, at least for the last 25 years or 30 years, which is, they were both 55 and 56 respectively. Uh, My grandfather was a year older. Uh, My grandfather was retired, but she was the one going to work from Monday to Friday or Monday to Saturday, which is uncommon in India for sure. Mm -hmm. But uh, also my grandfather was... Both of them were very liberal in that sense because my grandfather was a theater producer and they they traveled a lot together. So they'd seen a lot about how the world was and they were well read. And I don't think there were any qualms about him being the one who uh, stayed at home. In fact, he really enjoyed staying at home. (laughs) And um, yeah, so it was it was pretty chill between both of them. But yes, definitely uncommon when it comes to the grand scheme of things with regards to Bombay or how society worked then, for sure. Yeah, that she's in the sciences and he's in the arts. um, He he was in the arts more as a passion. So Mm, it was like he was definitely a businessman. Mm. And then it was, I mean, he always loved movies. He was uh, one of the biggest uh, fans of Alfred Hitchcock. And (laughs) he is also one of the reasons why I... I love the movies as much as I do. I love theater as much as I do. We spent Sundays sitting together and watching Hitchcock films. And that was more of me and my grandfather thing. My grandmother was, 
she used to obviously uh, enjoy them but it wasn't as much as her thing as it was his thing but um yes definitely her being in the sciences and him being more in the arts was also not as common as it would be today so uh what is your impression of your grandmother as a mother so um what happened was um i mean i i think she was from what i can see of my uh, my mother's brother that's my uncle and uh, my mother they both i mean i like to think they both turned out well so uh, i think she did a good job but um a lot of the credit also goes to my grandmother's mother Okay. because um what happened was like i mentioned both of them were sort of trying to find their way through sort of like setting up well a stable economic base for themselves and whoever was to come after them so um it was basically my grandmother going to work from monday to saturday and at, at up till at least my grandfather was 55 so that was at least until my that was when my parents had grown my my mother and my uncle had already grown old enough to sort of fend for themselves before that um because both of them went to work they couldn't really live with uh, them so they lived with my uh, grandmother's mother which is they lived very close to where my uh, grandparents lived but um it was more um for say the first after the first 8 years of my mother's life she sort of moved to my grand grandmother's mother's place my great grandmother's place um so with regards to how she was as a mother i think from what i hear from from my mother and my uncle she she was actually pretty good she was really chilled out except again when you're a mother i guess you're much more stern than much sterner than you are when you're a grandmother so i'm mm-hmm. sure i got much i got her with all the sharp end sort of uh, smoothened out but i'm uh, she 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 was stern when she had to be and um, she was sort of laissez faire when she had to be as well so that's as much as i can tell you about her as a mother i think and uh, what is your relationship with her like oh we um we're very friendly i mean uh, we're more like friends than say the I don't know what exactly a regular grandmother grandchild relationship is because from many accounts I think they do seem to be more friends than a mother son or right. a, a relationship but uh, where yeah, where really relaxed we can we can talk to each other about things in fact um I was very 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 close to my grandfather and I'm I'm I he's been a great influence on me so it was always like i was my grandfather's favorite one and my <laughs> elder brother was my grandmother's favorite one but i mean we were we were always really friendly and we always spoke a lot but since my grandfather's expired um we actually spoke a lot more and we spoke i think the one or two conversations we've had because i've been studying outside of india so the one or two conversations that we've had have actually been I I don't want to say deeper but have been more revealing about each other's personalities than the earlier conversations have been because then there was that you know it was it was a grief that both of us shared right and she she always knew that um from for my grandfather I was his favorite almost so it was like you know even when he was towards his end it was I met him a lot of times and um when he when he passed away i was actually in uh, studying in london and uh, we actually spoke over the phone and i was weeping over the phone but she was she had she had held it together and and she was just sort of consoling me and that kind of um, the roles kind of reversed when i came back from london to bombay and we were talking about how 
it is uh, without her, without without her husband with whom she sort of spent the majority of her life with and been so close to so it was like she lost her best friend and um it was just it it was it was much more raw when we spoke then but um i think we've gotten much closer since then but we've always been like i could i i could always feel comfortable sort of going to speak to her about anything because she was a really chilled out person and she's the kind of person who you feel easy speaking to because oh, uh, who you feel sort of fine with when you you find it easy to speak to them, her because she's not making judgments as she listens to you you know what i'm saying and i think that's really important and that that she's always had that from from the start so we've always had a wonderful relationship i enjoy pulling her leg a lot so that that happens a lot it's in fact um that's the basis of most of our um dinner table conversations where i'm sort of pulling her leg about something or the other and how she sort of might uh, make a faux pas <laughs> during lunch or just at some point <laughs> in the day and then i pull her leg and i sort of um everyone sort of has a good time with her <laughs> along with us but yeah no that's we we share a really really good relationship really warm relationship has she ever talked about the challenges of being a woman in her field um no uh we haven't touched on it uh ever sort of like as the topic of discussion mm-hmm. but from what i gather i think um again i think it's to do with a field perhaps mm-hmm. that um and she was also really good at her job right. so i don't think she ever really faced that problem very much maybe to start with perhaps but um as as time wore on i think she was established in her field well enough and i think the field itself sort of comes with a measure of respect regardless of your right. gender maybe i'm wrong but at least where i come from i think it's looked upon as you know you could you could still find something to sort of um mm-hmm. you could find you could try to sort of discriminate against a woman in another field and that might be more common but in in when it comes to medicine i don't think so but then maybe i'm wrong so. no well she sounds already like a really smart lady she was, so yeah, she, she was gotten a lot of respect from her peers i guess so i guess so i mean and she was also she had like a lot of friends because as as i think i've mentioned she was she was a really warm person and she was really friendly so you know when 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 you're not getting when you're not receiving any aggression mm-hmm. it's it's really difficult to sort of <laughs> be aggressive yourself so i think most of the people she shared sort of an office with or whatever i mean mm-hmm. uh, she sort of worked with i think they they seem to have really good relationships all of them interesting but again this is this is just from what i know she probably would be able to tell you different but since she isn't here you're going to have to take my <laughs> word for it so <laughs> i will take your word for it uh how has she influenced you i think she's definitely one of the reasons i am as relaxed a person as i am hmm. i because also not not just the fact that she is a relaxed person in the sense that she is she's a liberal who is who doesn't who doesn't sort of impose her judgment upon situations or upon people but also because um i have this sort of tendency to be nervous like her and i think from what i've seen from her life and from how she speaks i think it all works out in the end and just seeing someone who is as capable as her being nervous 
allows me to sort of understand that I might be nervous, but that does not mean I might be sort of unsure of my abilities, but that does not mean that I do not possess them. Just to feel more secure as a person. Also, um, I think again, this is probably because of the relationship I share with my grandparents. I think growing up with grandparents is one of the greatest things that can happen to a child mm-hmm. because it's like you have, you know, having your parents is a different relationship because there's unconditional love there and that's never going to change but of course it gets difficult because you're you're in close quarters with each other the whole time with grandparents it's like having a friend but having a friend who has who loves you unconditionally and who is so it's like your grandparents can be your 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 parents when they when they need to be they can be your friends when they need to be and that i think is very important and that I think has been truly beneficial to me and again that goes back to how she's influenced me it's just I think I'm a more secure relaxed person more sort of just I think generally happier in life because I grew up with that kind of love around me and those kind of sounding boards whenever I required them so it was yeah it's been great do you see um this is your mom's mom yes do you see any of uh her in your mom understanding understanding of um, human beings and their flaws because as wonderful as a man my grandfather was he had his flaws for sure he was not the easiest man to live with as much as i love him i don't know if i would have been able to <laughs> share a house with him for 60 years but um i think yeah both of them have this sense of like under, even my father the same i mean he's a wonderful man and I mean he's but again he's got his flaws and he's again not the easiest to live with perhaps but both of them do it with such elan and and they and they they thrive it's not like you know you know it's not like they are ever they don't ever let on that they're tolerating something it's always that they find enough to sort of feel happy about doing what they're doing and and not not sort of they're not look they're not they're not martyrs they are strong women in their own right and yet they allow for the sort of the flaws of the people that they share a house with or a workplace with which i think is definitely something that my mother has as well my mother too um she is actually um, uh, she's a multi-talented woman uh, she's been a miss india she's been an actor and then she left that to sort of raise me and my brother and then once we were old enough she did a phd in teaching children through drama and now she does teaching camps all over sort of india and she works with the government and stuff as well so i definitely think i mean i'm sure she's got some of her mother's intelligence that's not to say that my grandfather wasn't intelligent <laughs> he was he was too but um just in the sense is the zeal for sort of working and doing something that mm-hmm. is not only beneficial to you but beneficial to either those around you or those in the same country or just any human being anywhere which i think that sort of sense of i don't want to say charity because charity implies a lot of different things but um it's just it, because it doesn't come from a place of charity it's like it it is also for themselves it is so definitely um at least those are the two qualities favorable qualities that i think my mother has got from her grandmother for sure what does your grandmother think about what you do now about acting about writing i know that your grandfather was a big influence yeah yeah How, so he again uh, i think in that regard um her opinion of what i do 
bounces off of my grandfather mm-hmm. so it is when she says um, like for example my grandfather always harbored uh, once he realized that I enjoy writing and I enjoy acting he always said you know you should go to new york to study you should go to new york to study it was his favorite city and um, so it was it's always like um, when she talks about what i'm doing she's like oh your grandfather your your grandfather which is i call him nanu so your nanu would have been so happy so it's it's definitely bounced off him and also bounced off my father and my mother because out of the four she is the one who wasn't into the arts as much as the rest of them because my father's an actor too and my mother was an actor so in that regard i mean of course she's happy with what i'm doing but it's more through their eyes that she looks at it so it's like oh wow these guys would be so happy that he's doing this um also i mean yeah again like just a short a small example to sort of illustrate this point um she wanted now she's going to be coming to new york uh, for a vacation but yes one of the reasons she wants to do so is despite her age she won't find it obviously easiest to walk around new york or you know new york is in the easiest place for an 85 year old yeah, to go on a vacation but um so there were the other sort of um alternatives like a cruise or a, or, or sort of somewhere the destination where you just go and relax but one of the reasons why she wanted to come here was because New York happened to be my grandfather's favorite uh, city and since I'm studying there as well she said you know why the hell not let's let's brave it and let's see how that goes <laughs> has she ever been yes oh she's the both of them have traveled a lot um, because my grandfather went on a lot of these theater tours mm-hmm. she accompanied him there and then of course medical conferences can take you to all right. corners of the globe oh there's this funny story about how um, it was Uh, she had gone for a medical conference and she had to go to two places in europe i think one was milan and one was somewhere else so milan was just a couple of days so my grandfather decided to stay back i think it was istanbul where they were to start off with so my uh, both of them went to istanbul and my grandfather decided to stay back and check out turkey while my grandmother went to milan and and sort of uh, went for the medical conference so she arrives in milan at 2 o'clock i think it was milan or was it rome probably was rome considering it was the siesta but i don't know uh, so it was 2 o'clock or something like that in the afternoon and it was the time of this it was the siesta time so it was like she says there was no one on the street and she was like she was all alone in the middle of rome and she didn't know what to do and obviously she didn't speak the language and uh, <laughs> so she, she she just walked around the city not knowing <laughs> what was what and her being the person she was i think by now you can imagine how nervous she must have gotten but i think <laughs> she finally got through one scathe but yeah so they 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 traveled a lot and um i think they've been to way more places than i have so far at least but yeah i mean i think that also helped sort of shape their opinions of life and sort of the idea that you know my grandfather was at home for the last like 25 years but it was not that he was inactive but at least he wasn't going to office every day i think definitely travel must have shaped their ideas for sure as it does with everyone is there anything about her or her life uh, and this sort of relates to the influence question but is there mm. anything about her life um or the way that she conducts her life that you aspire Or you hope to conduct your life in a similar fashion? I think um, I can mention a quality in that um, there is contentment, no matter what the situation is, mm-hmm. where she is happy with. She, of course, as does everyone, she has her desires and she might want to do certain things. And 
but but no matter what whether she gets those things or not whether wherever she finds herself she finds contentment mm-hmm. and i think that is very important and um that's definitely something that i aspire to <laughs> just you know of course th- there's nothing that's going to like quell your desires permanently but to be able to live with them regardless of whether you get them or whether it sort of you fulfill them or not i think is a really important quality which i definitely aspire to thank you for talking about your grandmother she sounds like a really amazing woman well she is i hope i did a good enough job of um describing her and um, i enjoyed this conversation think, very much too yeah, although it was it me is. talking for the most part but i guess that's how it's supposed to be <laughs> it is an interview <laughs> yes it is <laughs> well i hope she has a really great time in new york i hope you should so bring too. her by the department yeah i mean i i would love to most definitely i think you will see her soon awesome great well thank you so much this has been aditya and chloe and this is stories from my grandmother Thanks for listening to another episode of Stories from My Grandma. If you like what you're hearing, please leave a comment on the iTunes podcast page or on the Tumblr page, www.storiesfrommygrandma.tumblr.com, under the tab, What Did You Think? Next week, I interview Davis Carr on her grandmother, Edith Ballantyne. Edith came to Canada during World War II as a Czech refugee and went on to become president of the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom. Curious? Check it out next week. I'm Chloe Hung, and this has been Stories from My Grandma. Mm-hmm.